And now, here's Wolfline with your hosts, Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Arlo? Yeah. You're 20. Yeah, how's it going, man? Good. Good. Um, I had a question for you. I was at an HMO, and this kid was like a, like a kid, and he didn't know anything about my problem. I was making love to my girlfriend. This kid was like a kid? What's that? This kid was like a kid? No, you mean, you know, he's a punk kid. He's, I don't, I don't Who's know a punk he, kid? You think he's supposed to be a doctor. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah. he just didn't know anything about my problem. What was your problem? Um, my penis kind of like snapped when I was making love to my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it still in her? <laughs> nah. It didn't snap, and snap off. off. Oh, okay. Yeah. It felt like it was... Always assume the worst. Right. Yeah. I've cracked my penis many a time. It's a normal thing, Arlo. Is it? Yeah. But the problem is it's lost, like, length, and I can't get it back. No. No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. no. Can no. you get an erection? Yeah. It's no problem. There, there is a ligament there. I think I may have lost some length. Uh, um, I think I was about 11. Actually, when they I'm want to... going ex- with that theory now. Some, some procedures suggest that should be cut when they want to lengthen things. Uh-huh. So it doesn't make sense that if you... No. You didn't lose any length. Uh, either you got fatter or uh, your pubic hair grew more, Arlo. Yeah, I'd just like to say it. All right, you're fine. All right, thank you very much. You went to the doctor because of it? Yeah, I was scared. Just because of the sound? No, because, like, I immediately lost her, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple weeks after that, I noticed, but it was the day after I went. No, mm-hmm. it's normal. Arlo. All right, your penis okay now? Uh, No. What's the matter? Mm-hmm. What's the matter now? It's still, it's, it hasn't gone back to the same size. But it functions fine. It functions fine, yeah. No discoloration except for the normal penis discoloration? No, but what if you, like, lost, like, an inch and a half on your leg? You know, you wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be fine. Mm, I'll tell you, I wish, uh, no, I could live with that. I don't see Even six foot. No, he didn't lose any length yeah. on it. That's a good rap, though. One that I'm going to incorporate into my next sexual encounter. Oh, yeah. Uh, except for I'm going to say I lost uh, three inches in Nam. You know, people say they lost uh, uh, a piece of their soul there. I lost a piece of my penis. Why not? Bouncing Betty came up, took out a chunk of my penis. I was never the same. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That would be Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew, board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. The man is doing Space Ghost Thursday. Playboy interview, uh, Space Ghost. What else are you involved with, Drew, that I'm unaware of? I can't tell you. I'm afraid what your reaction is. How many other projects could you possibly get involved with without me? I'm trying to bring you into each one. It's a hard uh, sell, but I'm... Did Orville Wright do a lot of stuff without Wilbur? No. You don't think so? No. Did, uh... Maybe we should change our last names. Did Sonny do much uh, without Cher? Yeah. He did? Oh, she did anyway. Okay. Greetings, citizens. Space Ghost here. Oh, for Christ's sake. I can't believe those Nimrods want you and not me. I can't either. All right, I'm now sending this uh, message to uh, all... um, To uh, Hollywood community, which is, uh, I am available and, and ready to do what it takes. And I think you know what I'm saying in order to uh, get put on, in, involved in your next production. And anything uh, you guys think of having me doing, uh, make my life easier and include Adam, please. Even if you don't want him, we're just going to cut him off, put him on the cutter they room floor. They don't know what they're doing, these people. Stephanie. Oh, okay. You're 17. Yes. What's going on? Um, you know, you know um, asking you to do something without asking me to do it as well is like saying, um, 
we'd like Pamela uh, Lee Anderson to be in our next project, but uh, we won't be needing her breast or crotch. She can leave those at home. What are you talking about? Shut up. You know what I'm talking about, Drew? Yes. That's a horrible idea. It's horrible thinking. What? What do you want, Stephanie? <laughs> um, I live in Florida, and um, I'm a senior, and I'm a senior, and all my friends aren't virgins. Just about. Like, my best friends are, but, like, most of, the majority of my friends aren't. What's your question? I don't know what, like, who I'm supposed to lose it to or when or, mm. you know what I mean? Because it's like... A vagrant on the 4th of July. <laughs> no, but... I'm, I suggest you wait until you have a relationship and then when it feels right... Well, I right, mean, I've had relationships, you know? Well, it wasn't right. Where, you know, where, like, I could have? Yeah. You didn't want to. No, I did want to. Well, what's wrong? I don't know. What is wrong with me? I you mean, mean the I, guys weren't coming on to you? No, 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 no. Not that. <laughs> I mean, okay, my freshman year, my first real boyfriend, I could have with him. Yeah. And then after that... Are you religious? Like another guy. Yeah. Is that why you're hanging on to your virginity? Um, probably that's mostly what's keeping me from getting hurt by someone that would just totally use me. Oh, uh, you know? boy, I was just close to hanging up on Stephanie, but now I'm thinking, what's up with you? What does that mean? Hmm. Who, who, um, what, who'd you see get hurt? Where's your dad? My dad is sleeping. Mm-hmm. He ever do anything weird to you? My dad? No. I mean, like, he's he's really cool and everything. Where do you get this idea that men are just going to hurt you? Uh, even though it's true. Where do you get this idea that men are going to hurt you? I heard you guys talking to that 17-year-old boy who was telling his sister not to lose his virginity. Right. Yeah. Uh. And you guys were like, you need to tell her about how guys are. Well, she was 13. My dad tells me that all the time. All right. Oh, so I'm going to tell my daughter this. That's yes. good. Yes, it works. Yeah, tell them, uh, and, and uh, forget about the whole penis speech. They have a uh, barbed and rusty sprinkler key that no. uh, comes out yeah, from uh, the grind. The penis is how guys will behave. It's true. It's true. So, Stephanie, so if you don't want to be hurt, you want to use... Uh, the physical intimacy is an appropriate part of a relationship. Wait till you're in a relationship where that part of it is a natural progression of, of the development of the relationship. Or just get it over with, with nah, um, some, some male prostitute. Jeff, yeah. you're 13. All right. I don't think male prostitutes get to have sex with women. You know, you women uh, complain about a lot of double standards and inadequacies and, and, and things that are wrong socially. Uh, all those combined could not outdo this one. Male prostitutes got to take it in the ass, please. Well, male, everything that is uh, overtly sexual without relationship is male oriented. Uh, Think about it. That's a real double edged penis, Drew. Jeff. Yeah. What's um, going on? Well, I have two problems. One's really short, so I'll just get that out of the way. When I was young, and the doctor went to circumcise me, I guess he screwed up because, like, one whole side of my penis is like has extra skin and the other side's normal oh that's nice yeah yep um are you jewish no all right can't sue them all um can i do anything to fix that engineer mike said half jewish i suppose <laughs> they that the so he doesn't laugh at your stuff either mike i would suggest not that they, they really not do anything about it uh, well how's it functioning fine that's so it's like uh, you're driving a convertible with the top half down is it look? Uh, it looks a little funky, but it works fine. Um, yes. All right. Here's the deal. You have never been with a woman sexually yet. You're 13, right? Yeah. Well, most likely the first woman that you're sexual with 
That'll be the first penis she's ever seen. So she'll assume that that's the way all penises are. So if you can stay in that relationship for a while, you're fine. All right. So he needs to only date virgins for the rest of his life. That's right. Okay. That's my new policy, too, by the way. Ah. I've never had a virgin. So you can use that nom story. You ever had a virgin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's going on over there? Sure, you ever have a virgin? Yeah. Long time. Long time. <laughs> was there hymen in place? No, um, not that I was aware of. <laughs> you were so drunk you didn't know where you were. No. You were probably getting her in the butt and didn't even know no. it. No. Oh, yes. Jeff? Yeah. What's your second question? Okay, well, my second question is, like, right now I'm on a year's worth of probation, mm. and... Um, I've been, like, really depressed about it, and I guess I was wondering, like, I don't know, it's just, it's been really depressing. Who put you on probation? Um, well, it's a long story. One night, like, in October, um, me and my mom got into an argument, and, like, my, my mom had, like, gone back into her room, and my mom's boyfriend was there. He continued to, like, yell at me and whatever, and then he got physical with me, you know, hitting me, stuff like that. And my mom didn't see any of this. And then he had chased me, like, around the house, and he had cornered me in the kitchen, um, and he had a frying pan in his hand, mm -hmm. like, raised above his head. Were the big iron ones or the lighter Teflon variety? Um, I don't know. Okay. Um, but, um... I pulled out a knife from the drawer and I said, get away from me. Mm -hmm. And he proceeded to tell my mom, um, your son has a knife to me. Da, 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 and um, I'm, sh I'm sure that's exactly how it went down. And, and did... Um, I got arrested for assault with a deadly weapon. Mm -hmm. and, and the cops didn't believe anything about him uh, physically uh, abusing you before that and threatening you with a skillet? Um, actually... And it being self-defense? They didn't give... They didn't care. They... I don't know what was wrong. It just... I was, like... I was in tears because... So he called the cops on you? No, my mom did. Uh-huh. There's a history here, though, Jeff. Um... Yes. I guess. Yes. Yeah. This is not the first time something like this has happened. Um, cops have been to my house, like, two times before that. They have? For you? Yeah. For you? No, yeah, just because me and my mom would get into really bad arguments. Mm. Let me give you my cop policy, by the way, when I'm in place. Um, you get two a year. The third, it's a big pistol whipping party. Cops show up and just start beating the crap out of whoever whoever's there. I don't care if there's someone stealing uh, silverware uh, in the corner. They're just going to beat the crap out of whoever called them. How many times can the cops show up at your house? I mean, wow. so, Jeff, your mom's a little screwy. You're... Um, that your screwy. stepdad's a little screwy, and uh, they're making you a little screwy. I guess. I mean... Where's your dad? I'm at my dad's house right now. Oh, good. I have to live here as probation. Good. Stay there. Um, I don't think that would be the best thing. What's wrong with him? Um, he's very... has an anger problem. Oh, boy. I mean, like, the whole family is going to a psychologist Good. Right good. You ought to move in. <laughs> Next time you go to the shrinks, uh, bring like a sleeping bag <laughs> and one of those Coleman stoves. And, uh, leave your bong behind. <laughs> leave the bong, uh, pack the Coleman and the uh, dehydrated eggs. How'd you guys know? Uh, Just the way you laugh. <laughs> here, let me give you a quick love line rewind here. How'd you guys know? <laughs> <laughs>
All right, Jeff, quit smoking so much pot, stay the therapist, and uh, the year will pass um, uh, like a blink of an eye, and your penis is fine. Everybody's penis is a little different. This is uh, God did this so he could separate them. All right. And stop smoking so much weed, Beavis. Why oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sure it's exactly. Let me, let me explain how the real story went down. Yeah. Uh, stepdad fell asleep on the sofa, woke up with Jeff holding a cleaver yeah. over him, yeah. uh, kicked him in the groin and called the cops. Yeah, it is amazing how often I've heard these stories. I've seen things go down, and the oh. perceptions of the people who are carrying this behavior out. Yeah. Well, it's always great, too, because here on Loveline, we get the tail end of the storm. I mean, we get the end of the story yeah. by by one side of the right. the uh, one side of the uh, parties that were involved. So it's always great. We get the uh, yeah. I don't know what happened. The guy starts. The guy freaks out. He threatens me with a skillet. I pull a knife on him to protect myself, and the cops arrest me. Yeah. Sure. Uh, go right for the 13-year-old, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wrong with that story. All right. But ultimately, it's his folks' fault anyway for being yeah. such crackpots. Right. All right, Jeff, don't kill anybody. Take care of your penis. TJ. Uh, yeah? You're 15. Yeah. Um, a couple weeks ago, or no, actually a couple of days ago, I, I smoked a little too much pot, I think. And the past couple of days, it's really been affecting me. Um uh, I, I've had real, my memory's kind of gone, and I'm kind of seeing trails and stuff, and really wondering if it really was pot or it might be something else. Mm, doesn't sound like pot. Okay. What else were you doing? Oh, just that, but I, I don't, I'm not so sure where I got it, so it's the brightest idea, and, and I, I might, I, I smoked quite a bit of it, like, right away. Maybe um, someone sprinkled something on how it, How much you smoke? Uh, probably about two joints worth. Here's my question, uh, and I don't know what's going on with my microphone here, but um, as far as the pot smokers go, I have a hit off a bong. I'm stoned for like three days. I don't understand guys who go through a kilo a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, some guy has a hit off a bong and he can't finish, and uh, I take what's left in the bong. I'm stoned for, for a week. Yeah. I really am. I don't need to smoke any more pot. I'm going to bed. I'm eating. Uh, I'm going to bed. But the, then we're going to wake up and eat. Some tolerance that develops over time. It's more that not so much tolerance as it is uh, side effects that begin to develop, and people sort of step up their doses and attempt to counteract that. I got to get to that level. And then. pot is an hallucinogenic, using sufficient dose, so it's possible, I suppose. But it doesn't not sound typical at all. Yeah, because um, I, I don't smoke it very often. But when I do, like this, is the only time I have smoked this much, and I've smoked it for like a month. And... I don't know. Maybe freak himself out, Drew. Can you can you I mean, sprain your brain? Yeah, I mean you can. You do, can sprain you can, everything sure, else. I mean you can have you can smoke pot even modest amounts and have difficulty concentrating and mood disturbances and things for a couple weeks after. Well, what do you what do you think? I think any vitamins you should take? No, just take balanced diet. A lot of water. And what if, about like a lot of orange if juice? If you continue to feel locked in more than about two weeks, important you see a psychiatrist with an addiction medicine background. There is something called the post-hallucinogenic perceptual disorder, most notably seen with LSD, but it could possibly happen with other hallucinogenics like marijuana, where people get this sort of quasi-dreamlike state that they're locked into, and they start getting anxious and depressed and detached from reality. It's very unpleasant. It's a biological result of having been exposed hey, to hallucinogens. Is it just me, or are people not dropping as much acid like in the last year? I think finally it's coming down a little bit, but it's, it goes in waves. It comes right back again sometimes, so we'll see. Letty. I mean, I hope finally they're, wrecking, they're seeing the destruction this drug does. I mean, it's been enough time now for them to be able to look back and say, look at the people that have been doing it for five or six years. Yeah, but remember we are having that conversation off the air about bell-bottoms? 
Yeah, I know. I that's about why, that's, how uh, yeah. humiliating any pictures uh, you may have had of yourself in the mid to late 70s with those uh, horrible platform shoes and bell bottoms and pants that laced up in the front and laced up in the back and had, like, zippers in the side. Women had pants that had zippers in the 70s that went from their navel all around uh, their crotch up to the top of their ass. I thought to myself, uh, that would not fly as a guy. <laughs> Something would get caught in that zipper at some point, and you'd have to have a team of surgeons uh, uh, come and remove that zipper from from your scrotum. But I mean, uh, women dress like prostitutes, and guys dress like pimps. I yeah. think that was that could basically have summed it up. We all swore we'd never go back there again. But if you go into any trendy store on Melrose, uh, it's all uh, chalked full of bell bottoms yeah. and wedgies. And, and the same thing with some of the drugs that were being used. So I think, I think we saw the destruction right. and said, "Oh, we'll never do that again." And then a new group, new generation came in and started doing it. Right. Never underestimate the stupidity of people, especially from a uh, fashion standpoint. Yeah. Letty. Hello. All right. What's going on, you seventeen-year-old? You. Yeah. See the way I work that in. Mm. Well, I met this guy uh-uh. at a club, uh-uh. and we just hooked up all of a sudden, and uh-uh. he gave me my phone. I gave him my phone number, uh-huh. and. We like all of a sudden became friends. Yeah. So then, um, how old was he? He was eighteen. Mm-hmm. And then um, he he we like, we went out and on dates. Mm-hmm. And I got I got feelings for him, but he he, he supposedly got feelings for me too. But I, I I he asked me to be his girlfriend, but I just didn't want to at the time Smart. because I didn't want to get in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then um. He went off to um, to New York, and he got married, and That's he came nice. back, mm-hmm. and he hasn't told me he got married, but he still calls me. How'd you find out about it? By my cousin. She she told me that he got married because she called him, and he told her that he got married, but he hasn't he hasn't told me, mm-hmm. and I want him to tell me. Mm-hmm. So well, yeah. I keep I'm talking to him. Why don't you just not talk to him anymore? I don't. Know, it's difficult. Yeah. I'm sure it is, but that's the right thing to do. This guy does not give one lick about you. Well, he may like you. He just likes his wife, too. Yeah, he's married now. Stay out of it. It's a big mess. Count your blessings and, and uh, cut your losses. Get out of there. Okay. All right? Uh-huh. Don't yeah, talk to Letty, him. you're 17. Yeah. It's easy to find a nice uh, single guy at 17. Yeah, it is. You take a guy at my age at the ripe old age of 33, I can't find a decent single man at this age. I have to date married men, but not you. You find yourself a nice single uh, 18-year-old guy who's uh, planning on going to junior college or something and start a life for yourself. By the way, did you, did you go home with Kelly Ashton last night? No. You didn't? No. Uh, I'm shocked. Oh, no. Yeah, she took right off. Uh, and, but believe me, my girlfriend gave me a uh, complete uh, earful about her. Uh, this morning, as a matter of really? fact. Really? What did she say? Um, she wanted to know what uh, porn star I was having on tonight. As you know, we've had uh, uh, quite a uh, bevy of beauties uh, through here the last few nights. And when I say beauty, I mean that uh, physically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, busty chicks who like to talk about sex. I think that should be the new name of the show. And uh, God bless them. I've been having a good time. That Kelly Ashton was in here last night. She was Heidi Fleiss's number one girl. Uh, she had her uh, uh, her top off more than it was on. I at one point forgot what her face looked like. Her shirt was pulled up over her head that many times. I've never seen that uh, boobs uh, that close up. But 
I mean, they it were right, right how, there. How she and Natasha Terry had the exact same affect. Yes. Now, it is that, that, that excessive stimulation of having been exposed to this stuff too young. And I was trying to bring it out of mm, Kelly. And and she, you don't know she that they were exposed to it. You see how defensive she got when I tried talking about that. No, see, but oh. Drew, that's you projecting no. defensiveness on. Let me, she got, shut Drew's mic off. Let me explain what's going on with you, Drew. You uh, you can't answer me, but nod your head. Drew has a beautiful young five-year-old girl. Drew's nightmare is that she grows up and turns out to be like a uh, Tiffany Minx or Kelly Ashton or uh, Natasha Terry, one of these women that uh, basically um, um, uh, rents her crotch out. It's almost like a, uh, like a nice sports car, but uh, you still you got to bring it back at the end of the day and uh, empty the ashtray. This is your ultimate nightmare, Drew. And so when you see this, ah, I'm stumbling onto something else. This, for the same reason people created religion, um, you've created uh, this psychological component and background in all these women. Yes. People have created... Be quiet now. People have uh, created religion because as soon as they saw some guy get kicked by a mule and die, they thought, oh, this is scary. This sucks. Uh, oh, he's going somewhere and it's paved, uh, the streets are paved with gold and everything will be better. You do the same thing because you could not accept your daughter possibly turning out this way without some sort of horrific environment that led her to that position. So you think to yourself, well, I'll just create a very stable family environment, and there's no possible way she'll ever turn out that way. My Thank theory you. is there is like a 1% chance she could. Um, oh, yeah. I can accept that some people are just and a biological And I think uh, Natasha, but, Natasha but, I mean, uh, what the hell? They're all, they're all Kelly. Kind of good. Kelly. I think Kelly was that way. Possibly, Thank and you. I can accept that. However, I, I don't think it's a healthy message for us to give out unless we really show it in the real context in which this kind of stuff evolves. Because our culture says, that's what all women are. No, and it's stop not the, with that culture, uh, yep, crap, That's Drew. the way it is, and that's the way men, that's what's being propagated out Listen, there. we couldn't, Drew tried as he, no, as he could, could so not get anything out of her Look, during the break. Drew was, uh, Drew was working her like a Gestapo agent. She wouldn't, talk, she wouldn't answer one question. <laughs> yes, he was trying to sweat her during the commercials, trying to figure out what must have happened to her in some uh, deserted barn no, no, at age no, no. four. In her case, I think it was fairly simple. Her parents presented her with sex at a very young age. Yeah, but like when they didn't do anything. I mean, come on. Can be very I had hippie parents, and I don't go around uh, swinging yeah, my penis around. It can, it can be really traumatizing. Yeah, you do. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I do do that. <laughs> hey, but that's why I bought a house, so I can pee on my lawn. You should see with me and my dog, dog yeah. peeing in unison out on the lawn that's, about 1230 every night. It's a real thing of beauty. Yes, uh, dog looking at me like, uh, hey, get some pride. Even I go in the bush. All right, we'll be back. I feel... Greetings, citizens. Space Ghost here, and you're listening to Nighttime Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. I right. can't wait to do that show. I hope you make a complete fool of yourself and on set that, that up show. For Thursday, okay? I can't believe they right. asked Drew to do the show. That's Thursday? Yeah. Oh. You're going to pick me up. Your kids are going to. Oh, perfect. What hey, time? What? You're, you're going to pick me up. You know what I'm going to do? Uh, I'm going to go in that uh, CNN building with a bomb and take out the whole floor. Fun and informative. <laughs> he is so funny. Hey, we got to say uh, hi to our friend. Um, who works in that CNN building? Paul? Yes, Paul Verkamen, Yeah, the uh, CNN reporter guy. All right, uh, I'm going to call him. All right, we're going to make a day of it. Uh, uh, they'll squeeze me in. All right. 
Yeah, I'll get in there. All right, you got a call there, Drew? Yeah. Phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191. Dave, you're 26. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just got a question for you guys. I don't know if you guys know. If, is there such a thing as uh, the abortion pill here in the U.S. now? Not yet. There is? No, not yet. Oh, no, not yet. No. But that was the I only mean, question. There are morning-after pills you can take. You can take What's the morning-after pill? It's basically a birth control pill, any, like any other birth control pill. You just take it uh, a different way. and You take you have to start it within 72 hours of sex, mm-hmm. and it prevents ovulation. It doesn't cause uh, abor- gotcha. abortion. What's the deal with that? What, are you 486? Yeah. How many years does that thing have to be held up before it makes it in here? I don't know. I mean, uh, is the FDA still taking a look at it? No, this I, is obviously a politically charged issue, and it has nothing to do yes. with just uh, common sense in a, in a basic um, medical from a medical standpoint. It's 100 percent effective, and it's very safe. And they've been using that thing in where France for, years. for a million years. Yeah. Mm. How about this? With the, That's with probably the best argument not to use it. Really. Hey, look at France, everybody. What's that, Dave? With abortions, um, if you call around some of these clinics, I mean, you see some clinics are like $2,500 for an abortion, some are $300. Is there a, is there a difference between, like, sterile clinics? Is there, is, I, you know, some do more, so they charge less? Is 300 to 2500 Yeah. Yeah, I think you you have to get uh, estimates and uh, throw out the high and the low, like painters, you know, yeah. when they come over to the house. They go with the middle bed. Yeah, how about that? Why? You thinking of having an abortion, Dave? Yeah, no, I'm not pregnant. What's going on with you? No, I was just asking a couple of questions. A friend of mine was, and mm. I heard that, uh, you know, I was listening to some conversation with that abortion pill, and I was just wondering. Sure. Imagine, the, uh, imagine the utopia we'd be living in with that abortion pill mm. in every pharmacy. Oh, we yeah, would be living in a utopia. Choose that. You have to force them to take the damn pill because they choose to have kids. No. Yes. Listen, a lot of our listeners are just lazy and stupid, and uh, they just, they're procrastinators, and before you know it, they're too far along, and what are you going to do? No, a lot of them choose to do it. I'd give them to take that pill. Shocking. I'd take a blowgun and... Uh, Pop, no, no, and no. you have a way of popping it, shooting no. it across the, uh, you know... You know what I'd do? I'd do it like when I, when I try to feed my dog a, uh, like a deworming pill. I'd take it, and I'd, I'd mash it up in a Pop-Tart, ah. and I'd give it to him. Or maybe you could have like a blow gun, do? a dart gun. I'd mash, him up, mash it up in a Pop-Tart and I'd get them stoned. <laughs> and they'd eat it even if they knew it was in there. As a matter of fact, if a guy would eat the thing. He wouldn't care. He good and stone. I ate out of the dog's dish once when I was stoned. Billy. Hello. You're 19. Uh, yes, sir. What's going on? Uh, none. I have a question for y'all about, um, what are, what are y'all views on, inter- on interracial dating? We're all for it, especially in the porn industry. <laughs> Some of the best movies ever made are interracial uh, couples. Uh, Because I got a situation. Um, I live in a pretty rural place in Louisiana, Hmm. and sound like he was from Connecticut. No, sir. I'm from I'm from Louisiana. I was Hmm. born and raised, and I live in a pretty rural place. And I'm going to college right now. And Hmm. as a favor, I started bringing a girl to school for my counselor, and she was interracial, and we started liking each other, and my Hold on, can you be interracial yourself? I guess not. Can I be? She oh, was... She I was, mean, some of my best friends are uh, of the opposite color. She was a black girl? Yes, sir. You're white? Yes, sir. Okay, sorry, go ahead. She, um... She... She grew on me, and I don't know if I should... If I should go with her, or if I shouldn't go with her, if she should even try. Because <clears> my, my, my father's already, already told me he was going to disown me if I did it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That may not be such a bad thing, though, with your dad. 
What's your dad? I know, but uh, you see, on the contrary, it's not like he was bad to me all my life. Like he beat me or anything. My father's always been good to me. You know, mm -hmm. he's been a extremely good father. Really? I what, can't. What's he do for a living? Uh, he he's a he's one of the policemen around here. Uh oh. Uh, but like I said, my I father. I smell a movie. The week coming on. My, my father's There's not, not a, a swamp bad. nearby, is there? Huh? Is there a swamp or a body of water nearby? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, uh -oh. pretty much a, there's pretty much a lot of that around uh -oh. here. Uh-oh. Oh, it is down there. Yeah, that's where they hide the body. <laughs> no, you're thinking about the Everglades. Well, Billy, listen, um... Uh, Drew, give him the speech about um, the yeah. uh, interracial yeah. couples uh, creating stronger breeds of people. Just whatever you... I, I'm all in favor of people trying to protect their cultures and even protecting the race if they wish. But, but, the, there, but hang on. But, but the way I feel about it is, is I mean, everybody bleeds red. Let me finish, Billy. But, <laughs> but there is a biological fact, and that is that genetic diversity enhances the health of a population. In other words, the, the degree to which you restrict intermingling is deleterious to a population of a biological system. So what would you do, take a uh, quaalude while you're reading Seems JAMA like, tonight? Seems like that. My God. It? I've never heard something boring in my entire life. Drew will now take a quaalude, wash it down with a 40-ouncer, and read out of the New England Journal of Medicine, everybody. <clears throat> so whatever you're... Uh, point of view in all, is on this the biology and, and whoever created biology uh, you know whether you believe that God created that force uh, created a force that uh, is improved by intermingling and diversity all right Billy shouldn't you be living out of the house anyway uh, I'm, I'm in college right now I pay the, all my own bills in my own the cabin oh okay I, I go to college and right. I pay all if, my own bills in my home so follow your heart Billy if you like the girl dater and uh, lie to your dad well, I, that's it. I, I, it's like I don't like lying to my father. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, when, when I when I told him I was having a feelings, I came out and I straight told him. You know, I mean, it was. Mm. You know, that's and, your first mistake. My well, dad thinks well, I'm lesbian. Does he really? Yeah, I have that uh, that much communication you have with to talk him about him, my uh, sexuality. Uh, I don't talk to him about sexuality. You don't uh, talk to your dad. Uh, we do high five your dad. Hey, it got late. Uh, you didn't do it when you were 19, did you? No. You kidding? No. I, I don't even know if my uh, parents knew I had a penis until I was 25. Then they must have seen it during well, the birthing process. Now they're stuck hearing about it all the time. Oh, are they humiliated? I bet. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, poor mom. Well, my poor mom. She's got to sit here and listen to me every night talking about her force-feeding me weeds, smoking pot with Hampy and Soreback, <laughs> and creating an eating disorder and a... Uh, um, uh, uh, a um, Basically, I'd say, uh, let's see what my personality would be. It would be a, um, a self-loathing uh, with a, um, um, a, a inadequacies uh, sprinkled in and a sort of uh, a delirious uh, narcissism uh, candy-coated shell. Yes, that's it. That did it. Yeah. Well, Mom's got to listen to that every night. Now, wait a minute. Eric? We just, yeah. Are we just talking to this hey, guy? Hey, Adam, what's up? Oh, for Christ's sake. What's Great, going on man. there? Doctor Drew's great too. Yeah, he's a pro. Yeah, he's 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 the man. I was telling uh, the guy we did an interview with a uh, the Nebraska newspaper. What, what the? Oh, you didn't do an interview with that? No, guy. No, I didn't. I was. I was oh, you did. Telling to a patient was very sick while I was trying to talk to the guy, and I kept having to hang up. <laughs> yeah, just pull your finger right out of the guy's ass and hang up the phone. No. Uh, anyway, um, I uh, I told uh, I told him what a great guy you are, Drew. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. 
Great guy, this, Drew. Yeah, he, he, he wants something from me tonight. No. Well, this is my third time calling, and uh, so far, everything you guys, all your advice has helped. Really? Yeah. Mm, we got to change that. <laughs> See if we can't screw you this time around. What do all you right. want? Well, my problem is I've been dating this girl for about two months now, and she didn't want to commit. I mean, she doesn't want to be, like, committed or anything, and so mm. I agreed, you know, to both of us seeing other people, and she started seeing another guy, and... I'm having problems dealing with it. I, mm-hmm. I, I just want to know how you think I should deal with my jealousy. Break mm-hmm. it off altogether. Drew, um, should we do a little love line translation here for yes. young Eric as yes. far as uh, not wanting to commit? Yes. All right. Who, um, what, um, let's see. I, I uh, didn't hear who, who it was that didn't want to commit. It's his girl. girlfriend. Okay. You be uh, the girlfriend. I'll be the girlfriend? Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, I let's go out tomorrow night. Uh, I can't go out tomorrow night. As you know, uh, we're only dating, and uh, I don't want to commit to you. I'd oh, like but... us to both see uh, other people. Oh, no. Hold on. Now I'm going to give the subtext. Okay. Um, I'm not interested in you. Uh, I'm scared to be alone. I'd kind of like you around until I can find uh, someone who I would like to commit and to. And I don't want to hurt you. And uh, you're kind of pathetic, and I don't want to see you break down right. like a um, uh, brick chimney in a 7.0. Yeah. So um, I'm basically going to give you the uh, watered-down version of this, and um, then you can pick that up and run with it. Eric? Yeah. All right, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. She's not interested. Man. Uh, this is part of the breakup. It's a slow-motion breakup, which is the most painful type. Yeah. As you're finding out. I, you need to step up and just end it. Stand tall, Eric. Dignity. Dignity. Yeah. All right. You Dignity, can, my brother. If, if you can uh, see other people, fine. See other people. And then when you want to have a relationship back again with her, or if you your feelings cool off a little bit and you can just date her, oh. then you do that down the road. Oh, I wish I had, I wish I had those kind of wavos when I was 19, Jerome. To step. I, we, oh. we didn't even know. I was such what a did mess. We, what did we know? I didn't know anything. Yeah. I, you know, I was just telling a friend of mine on the phone today, I... I we were talking about the good old days, my first roommate, and I was talking about the time we went camping, and I vomited uh, the whole time we were camping. In Mexico? Uh, no. I vomited in the desert. I vomited by the sea. I've really vomited. I've left a trail of vomit from uh, Tijuana to uh, Ensenada to Rosarita to San Diego, all the way out to the California desert. Someone should write a song about my trail of vomit. I was just thinking something. <laughs> what they ought to do is it, uh, turn it into like the Chisholm Trail uh, one of these days. So people can go hike it or something. Like the, uh, put like a uh, put like some sort of dookie uh, landmarkers uh, every every year. The Donner. The Donner. <laughs> the point is, the point is, is um, I was saying to him, you know, he was saying what good old days those were. And I was saying I was miserable. My girlfriend just dumped me. Uh, I was vomiting. Your nephews were in the back of the Bronco, and you had to go four-wheeling while I was vomiting out the window, uh, you know, with a with a, with a a cooler bouncing around in, inside this guy's car. And I said, you know, I could have been happy back then if I knew everything was going to work out. If someone would have told me, hey, don't worry, by the time you're 30, you'll start getting into radio, you make a few bucks, you get a health plan, and you buy a house... I would have I would have been able to enjoy those years. No, no, no. Okay, it's it's a nice idea, but it wouldn't work that way. All right, all right. But you know what I was just thinking? At nineteen, you're going to wait fifteen years. No, sure. Okay. All right, cute. Well, not fifteen. Smart ass. Uh, Thirteen. Cupid uh, goes around and shoots his arrow. We need some sort of um, version of Cupid that has like the dignity arrow in yeah. his arsenal that yeah. could shoot people in their ass once a them, Cupid's arrow wears you, you off. Give them courage. Oh. 
Okay. No, but I mean, well, okay. All right, after the All right. you're either boring or sappy tonight, aren't you? Hey, yes. It's the new happier, kinder Adam Carolla. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOV-191. Fax number, 310-854-4455. Well, let me explain. Geez, we got some cool people coming up. John Tesh, who uh, Drew and I absolutely adore and everyone makes fun of. Are people done making fun of John Tesh? I hope so. He's a nice guy. He's a sweetheart of a guy, and his kid's nice, too. Yeah. And uh, Joe Esterhouse. He will be in here, Ann? Or this, yeah, uh... I'm just waiting for the absolute confirmation. Of uh-huh. That, yeah. Now, he wrote um, Showgirls, Basic Instincts, and a, and a, and a bunch of, whole bunch of movies. He wrote, he wrote them all or directed them? Or? Mike, can you, uh, can you pull up like some sort of Joe Esterhouse thing? You're going you're gonna to flip your cookie when you realize huh. all the movies that he's written or directed or created or whatever. Fastball, Jackie Collins. Oh, some cool people coming in here. All right. Did I give the phone number out? Sure. I did? I don't know. <laughs> True. What kind of answer is that? Did I give the phone number out? Sure. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Herb. Sleeping. Wow. Listen. Turn that up, Mike. You're a little too exciting tonight. some logs. Yeah. I tell you, there's no finer compliment for a radio host than to punch up a caller and he's just sawing logs over there. He probably had the TV on, too. Alright, Herb is 23. Girlfriend claims baby she's pregnant with is his. He has his doubts. What to do? Must be very upsetting to him. Yeah, I think Herb should just sleep on it. No. You know, they say, uh, you know, uh, don't make a decision tonight. Wait until the morning. That's what he's gonna do. He also ought to look into it. Maybe a sleep disorders clinic. Yeah, he needs one of those mouthpieces. Yeah. <laughs> Although I could kind of get into this. It's kind of like hearing the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> you put your ear up to uh, Herb's mouth. You hear the sea. You smell the sea, too. <laughs> wow. I bet he's got wood right now, Drew. Can you imagine sleeping next to this uh, lard ass? <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll keep Herb on hold, because I'd like to check back uh, with him and make sure. See how the uh, sleep apnea is going. Greg. Yeah. You're 19? Yep. What's going on there? Uh, well, all right. Here we go. Um, I'm, uh... I've been dating this girl for probably about a year and a half now. Um, we've been sexually active for about a year. Um, uh, about a week ago. Well, in, in oh, a week from now is going to be my birthday. A week from then is going to be her birthday. So we were discussing as to uh, <clears throat> what we were going to get each other. Well, um, we were we kind of got on the topic of conversation of um, getting into some uh, uh, sexual accessories, shall I say? Mm-hmm. And uh, spare and, penis. Uh, Stuff like that. Um, well, we didn't really just, get just into an accessory, specific. not mm-hmm. a spare one. No, something that you might embellish your own penis with. <laughs> well, uh, actually, we talked about just about everything there is. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what's the question? Okay. Um, the question. Well, Michael. All right. I'll I'll finish now. Anyways, um, basically, uh, we we were talking about it, and uh, the way I feel about it is that I'd love to, you know, try anything out 
you know, I mean, my policy has always been any, everything's worth trying once. Mm -hmm. um, but as I was talking to her, um, I got more and more of the impression that um, she got really, really excited about it right away. Like, as soon as we started talking about right. it, it was something that she's been thinking about for a long time. All right, I'll incorporate this into my masturbatory session later on tonight, Greg, but what is your question? Okay, well, this is my question. It, I kind of get the impression from her that... Uh, um, that uh, she kind of needs some extra mm -hmm. kind of make up for something. How uh, nice that she's willing to do that with you if she needs that. Well, isn't it great? A guy can twist any conversation into um, My penis I have a small penis. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's doing, isn't it? It's excellent. He, he brings up, uh, how about we, uh, for birthdays, we go over to the Naughty Shack and uh, pick up a little something that takes a C-cell. And uh, before you know it, in his head, he's hearing, uh, your penis is too small. She's talking about uh, vibrators and uh, massagers and penis rings, and all he can hear is, your penis is too small, your penis is like his mantra. Greg? Yeah. How do you feel about your penis? Um, well, I don't know. I've never really gotten into any deep philosophical conversations with it. Right, right. That kind of uh, smart-ass retort is going to get you put on hold. You are now uh, reside in Loveline Purgatory. <laughs> I will not take a lift from a 19-year-old with a small penis. But, look, Greg, it, it is uh, nothing to do with your adequacy as a person or your prowess. Uh, right. It is something that she would like to explore with you. It's, uh, as you say, don't, it's something don't that's Don't turn evolving. it on her. You yeah. know what I mean? You I guys, mean, a, your birthdays are coming up. You want to go down and get the uh, the Badger uh, series with the uh, with the crank or the kickstart uh, model. I don't know if they've upgraded that to an electrical starter. They still have to use the kick. On it, but the point is, is you want to have a good time. This is where the conversation is. She's just being um, accommodating, open. Yeah. So go out, get it, have a good time. Don't don't turn everything bad. I don't know why guys have to do well, this. It's nineteen to have be, have a delicate ego for Yeah, male. but you know th that's the problem uh, sexually as a guy when you're nineteen. You want a woman to do everything, but the the second she agrees to do it, you think, uh, oh, slut. Or, oh yeah. Or it's because I can't do it right, myself. Right. Herb. Yeah, right on. Herb, yeah. how, how come this happens, and this has happened way more than once on this show, that we listen to someone sawing logs for three, four minutes, they don't budge. Sherry says two words to them, they wake up. Hey, it's your voice. I'm sorry about that. Is that Sherry that does it? Hey, it might Lisa. be. <laughs> Sher oh, Lisa? Jeez, Lisa could wake up Stalin. Uh -huh. She she really could. I, we talk to these people. Mike plays the uh, d diving, uh, cow mooing uh, sound cart. And we yell at the people. Thank you. That's enough. I did not hear they don't budge. Lisa, what do you do to them? What do you do? You yell at them. How do you wake them up? You just yell. Yeah, I yell at them and I press the buttons and then they just eventually wake up. Well, give us uh, give us a shot of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> you do something to your hair, Lisa? No. It looks good. Oh yes. Wow. Let me tell you, you, it is uh, the rotating heads over there. If uh, Lisa, I, I, I defy anyone to find me a week where Lisa, Sherry, or Ann's hair does not change. I mean, where the, all, all the three. three of them yeah. stay the no, same. No, 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 no. Meanwhile, uh, I got the same mop I had in the eighth grade. Well, tenth grade. I had the Bobby Brady book and uh, look in eighth. What's going on, Herb? Herb? Yeah. What's the question? Yeah, I um. Dated a girl for six months, mm -hmm. and um, right after we broke up, two weeks later, she told me that she was pregnant. Okay, but um, she, during that six months, she cheated on me twice. Okay, what's the question? I want to know if it. She says it's mine. I believe it is, but if it's not, should I 
go ahead and sign any papers or... Well, did you have unprotected sex with her during oh, that six yeah, months? Oh, yeah, the whole six months. Okay. And when she cheated on you, did she have sex, a uh, relationship with these guys, or was it just an isolated case? It, it was like, you know, one-night stands here and there. With and protection or without? Without. Okay. Mm. She said, I'm quite a mommy this uh, gal, little gal is going to make. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't married her, Herb. <laughs> okay. You don't let a woman like this uh, slip through your fingers, Herb. Well, this, you know, She's actually, a keeper, this one. I found a different one in... Oh, you did? It's working out much better. Yeah. you got to hurry up and get her pregnant. <laughs> That's the plan. No, I actually see, I've been told, you know, get a blood test first before I sign the birth certificate. And yeah. I was that was good advice. Uh, I well, would say yes. let me do some quick math here. Uh, you were humping her once a day for six months. Twice a day. Twice a day uh, for six months. Right. And so it's just basically uh, 360 humping sessions. But none of those resulted in a pregnancy? Well, wait a minute. Ooh. We may be on to something here. Let's go ahead and deduct the uh, two or three times you got humped by the strange guys and say that puts you at about 255, 255 and a half. Right. <laughs> and only the last that. ones ended up with a brain assist? Mm, and what kind of uh, birth control technique did you uh, employ? Actually, I thought since I was back then, I was a very heavily pot smoker, I thought my sperm count would be lower. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't really worried about it because I heard if you smoked a lot of marijuana, that yeah. your sperm count would be lower. It is lower, but it doesn't. It is not a contraceptive. That is uh, one of the thinking. more retarded answers we've ever had, Herb. Well, I'm being honest with you, so it didn't really matter. But anyway, that's what I've been told, and you know, <laughs> I fell for it. I've been Herb. All right, Herb, uh, go ahead and get one of those DNA tests. Right. Uh, and don't make the same mistake again if, in fact, you did make this mistake. Right. Please, use some contraception. Right, right. Uh, a, a bong is not contraception unless you put your penis in it and block the carb. Yep. Because the sperm will uh, trickle right out of the carb. You know what a carb is, Drew? No. <laughs> Seriously? You do. Is that the hole, the hole in it? Hell yes. Yeah. That's right. You know that uh, brown circle that's etched into your uh, index finger? Oh, this? Yeah, friends from ah, college. I see. You never, the uh, bong would heat up. You never put it down. Ah. It tattooed you. Oh. Like Kane in Kung mm. Fu at the beginning when he put his wrists on that big uh, molten pot and put uh, the dragons in there. Where was I? Yeah, you were so stony to know where you were. All right, we're going to go to break. I'm going to talk to Drew about uh, where the carb is, and we'll be back. A nice one, Mike. <laughs> Playing the drums during the guitar part. Hey, it's Loveline. Dr. Drew's on the phone, and we will be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Daddy, a.k.a. PD, Phoenix. Oh, if you guys could only see what goes on in this show, it would be so entertaining. That was uh, Engineer Mike playing the air guitar to the kettle drum, everybody. Cherry Poppin' Daddies. And uh, theoretically, they'll be on the show sometime uh, soon. I got that CD. I listened to it. It's like um, it's like I turned my um, uh, house into a speakeasy, Drew. Uh, uh, <laughs> Drew, are you talking to somebody? Talking to him. Oh, for Christ's sake. Phone number, one 800 LVE. Four fifty-five. Is there any business we got to take care of, Drew? I don't think so. All right, and it's back to the phones we go. John, you're sixteen. Yeah. Um. How's it going, guys? Good. 
right. Well, um, in class today, uh, the subject of condoms came up, and the teacher was telling us that even though a condom is supposed to protect you, that um, a virus could seep through it. And he gave us the analogy that if you, you know, inflate a balloon, eventually after a while it deflate because you know the air will escape through tiny little holes in the rubber. That's the theory. Yeah, but you you ain't you ain't you ain't humping for twenty two hours. But that that and it it seems to be a very effective barrier. Yeah. Well, it, it just kind of scared me because you know. And look, condom is not perfect. Doesn't that doesn't that some of that seepage come out where you tie the balloon? But not not only. Is there potential for seepers? There's potential for breakage. There's potential for the condom to not work right. And yeah. uh, that, listen, the condom is not 100% effective. It is a risk reduction measure. It is not safe. All right, but here's the way I look at it, John. If you had sex, I, don't quote me on these uh, these statistics. And it, quiet if I'm wrong here, Drew. Huh? I could probably have sex with an HIV-infected female uh, 250 times without contracting uh, the AIDS virus without a condom. Without a condom. If uh, we're before early in the disease, when the viral load was relatively low, that's right. a possibility. Okay. Therefore, if I put a condom on and had sex with this HIV-infected person ten times, imagine how astronomical. Much greater um, chance of you getting in trouble climbing into your car. Uh-huh. Wouldn't you so say? Wear the condom. It'll it'll just choose your partners carefully. Know everybody's history. Don't have lots of partners. Don't engage in high risk activity with the partner and wear a condom. All right. All right. All right. Don't uh, you say high risk activity? Like don't anal, don't be receptive partner in anal sex and that kind of. Don't oh don't don't. Oh, you're saying that's morally wrong, Drew? No, I'm saying that's a high risk behavior. If you're really worried about HIV transmission. Mm-hmm. Okay. And don't uh, don't share a needle. I think that's what you were saying, too. Oh, this guy? Okay. Uh, Mark. Hi. You're 18. Yeah. What's going on there? Uh, pretty good. You? Good. Fine. Um, well, I was going to call because I heard Drew suffering there about <laughs> Kelly Ashton. Suffering. She, she was a guest we had last night. Let me do what uh, good uh, hosts do for a change and just sort of reset things. Kelly Ashton was on last night. Kelly Ashton is uh, six foot of um, blonde dynamite, or brunette dynamite. Uh, by the way, uh, Sherry said, uh, swore up and down she had fake boobs. Now, real boobs, sweetie. Please. You women. Everyone's got fake boobs. A, a, a guy could pull his shirt off. But <laughs> Sherry would say the guy had implants. Please, those were real boobs, Sherry. I heard you last night. We didn't night. all get to grab them like you did, so Adam, uh, all right. you know. Well, there you go. I was so saying to Sherry really last night in there, I said, Sherry, how do you know those are fake boobs? Oh, you can see the sack lining right through the sweater. I said, oh, please. Those were real. And not half as nice as yours, by the way, Sherry. So uh, relax. Sherry's great boobs. Mark? Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> what the hell was I talking about? But Here's Adam, the point. How did they actually feel? I felt fine. Oh, okay. What are, what are you trying to get my ass kicked uh, no. again? No. I was just curious. Yes. You were so adamant that, you know, they were real. No, I'd never felt the breast before, so I don't have anything yeah. to compare it to. But it felt, uh, felt fleshy. Mm. 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 All right, Ann, hit the tub and shut the mic off. Um, 
Kelly Ashton was on. She was Heidi Fleiss's uh, number one girl, uh, had many techniques, and had sex with uh, many men. She was quite beautiful and quite crazy. And smart. That's the way I like them. And uh, very high IQ. And uh, Drew was going insane because he figured she must have come from some environment that was um, overly sexual when well, she was and, young. And my deal was that you know our society, she she just takes the defense of, no, it's just the way I am. I'm just expressing myself. And our right. society goes, yeah, it's just a free, free, just a free person. She, no, BS. We, we are all trapped by our histories, and something happened to her that created these behaviors, and she's trapped in these dysfunctional relationships. All right, but let me, let me explain society. The last thing I want to do as a member of society is plop down two grand for a Hummer from Kelly and uh, be thinking about her uh, uncle abusing her sexually out on her uh, Nebraskan hey, uh, farm look. when she was 13. All right, so what Please. happened? So, Mark, what do you know about her past? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know her, but she was on another national like morning show, mm -hmm. and they were talking. They got talking about her childhood, and... Uh, they're, they weren't really looking for stuff like Drew was, so maybe it had something to do with it. But she said, hey, my parents were really open. You know, I would come down for juice, and there they would be on the kitchen table. Okay. That was exactly what I was trying to get from her. That is precisely the history that I was looking for. But you understand, Drew, uh, that you couldn't get a... Um person that was uh, um, um, dunked in a tank of sodium pentothal to confess to you. I understand you that. understand that? I make them very defensive. Dr. Drew is right. No, but the not. fact is, you uh, you take a 6-year-old or an 8-year-old or a 10-year-old, and you put them in the presence of that and their parents, and you get what you got here. Yes. That's the deal. I, not, she was not sexually I, abused. I, I never insinuated that. Shut Don't your, turn shut my mic off. Thank you. Mark? Yeah. What were they doing on the kitchen table? Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Look at this, Drew. Less show for you to do, please. Isn't that what you've been looking for for the last 15 years? Uh, she just she didn't go into real detail on it. But her parents were getting it on on the kitchen yeah, table. Yeah, they were. She said they were having sex, and um, mm -hmm. I mean, she didn't say how often this occurred, but I'm assuming uh, from what she said, it was a normal. All right. So she normal. she grew up in a very sexual environment. Yeah, I think she said her dad was Indian or something like that. Or. Mom. What? Mom was Indian. Yeah, it was, yeah. She said they're just real open and. Yeah, being open is different than now. Let, let me. I want this to go out loud and clear to people. I think parents should talk to their kids about sex. I think being open about sex is healthy, but to expose prepubescent children to overt sexual activity oh. doesn't make sense to them. They don't. They haven't yet had a biological experience that puts that in a context. You know, so was, it looks very traumatizing. I was nineteen. I was traumatized. I couldn't figure it out. That's right. You kidding? You got it right yet? No. No, and let me tell you this. Uh, this is the beginning of the end, sexually, because uh, believe me, there's a hardcore hardcore porn film uh, floating around the house of almost every house in America. I understand that. And there's three VCRs in every house Very, these days. Listen. You know these kids, by the age of nine, are going to get hold of something. It's important that people uh, watch out, be responsible for the environment their kids are growing up in. Mm-hmm. Where are some of the All right. uh, and by the way, it's not nearly as traumatizing to watch a porn at age 10 as it is to see your parents on the kitchen table. Oh, are you kidding? That is dastardly. I mean, it really messes with kids' minds. Listen, my dad uh, bends down to uh, fix the sink, and I see the crack of his ass. I have to run to therapy. <laughs> kidding me? Are you kidding? I see my mom in, like, her house coat. But I'm now, I have I'm, to go now to I'm all pissed off. 
Uh, because I'm telling you something, she got defensive and it became a sort of attacking. And as, as I just tried to bring these issues up, mm-hmm. and you know, our society, our, our world, our culture goes, oh, yeah, she, hey, wait, what are you doing? Hey, mm-hmm. she is supported in that defensive bull. Ooh, true. <laughs> True with the B word, the B S word. <laughs> myself though. Uh, you Dr. got Drew's right. You got a good bit of the shit going before the uh, rest of it uh, squirted out there. But uh, hey, it was pretty good. All right, everybody. Drew, you are adamant about certain things, and yes, I, I agree. There's nothing worse than trying to get some information out of somebody and have them deny it over and over again. That's what I do for a living. Adam, you're 16. Uh, yeah. What's up? Yeah, I got re- uh, reason okay. to believe that my friend is like... Hold on a second. Uh, What's up with all our callers uh, these days? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a long beat. Uh, yeah, I... What are they doing? They, they, you had a phone at a uh, bus depot talking to a hobo? Or... Adam? Yeah. What's your question? Yeah, uh, I think my parents... No. Why don't like... No, no, it's just not. He's, he's, he's. That's why he's delaying. He's trying to make up his call. He's full of crap. Yeah. Really? Yep. You sure? Yeah. Well, let's see, Adam. Yeah. What's your question? Who thought? What else about Drew? He's boring. What else? He's a fag. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us something we don't know. Anything else? Oh, that's all. This okay. guy's an asshole. <laughs> Drew smelt bogosity like, uh, ooh, Drew, everybody. He's using the uh, S word on the air. He's calling out uh, the strippers and hookers. This is the best of, man. <laughs> this show goes down as the best of. I don't think Dr. so. Drew. He's got, uh, he's, he's, he's sniffing out the bogus calls. And people uh, ask us all the time, uh, yeah, don't you figure about three quarters of those calls are bogus? I no. say, absolutely not. Drew is like the Grant Fuhr of um, of a talk show. Uh, what are you, doctors? Nothing, nothing gets by him. Nothing gets by him. You you can uh, slap away all you want. He'll not let anything. The thing is, though, that. sometimes and maybe this is what's going against us now. Sometimes you and certainly our television producers sometimes encourage me just to go along with calls when I know they're bogus. Hey, that's TV, Drew. That's good TV. I know. That's good TV. I hate that. That's good TV. I would never do. No, that we do. You, no, but he does that to me sometimes here, and I, maybe once a show that happens. <laughs> and to me, that's just giving a green light to people that want to. That's good TV, though, that. baby. You know they know good TV over there, Jennifer. Hi. Hey, you're 27, Perky Buns. Hi. Um, well, my boyfriend was real upset this morning um, because he thinks on Valentine's Day when I had sex with him, I was only having sex with him because I thought that I should, and I've been losing interest in it. And though he doesn't complain when I have oral sex with him, when I, you know, when I think that he wants it, even though I'm not interested. And I we already I'm lost. I'm not following you. Well, on Valentine's Day, we had, like, regular, long sex. Just, why don't we just state the question? What's okay. the issue? My question is, I've been together for five and a half years. Mm. And, like, is this a normal thing that I'm losing interest in it? No. And, no? Mm. I don't know. Because they say, they get, they take, they take polls of married people, and they only have sex, like, twice a week. Oh, it should, re- it should drop down. Yeah, twice uh, a week is about normal. Twice a right. week. Yeah. Then if it was originally five times a week, yeah, it would drop that's, down. Uh, that's a goddamn summer 69 over Drew's house. 
twice I'm, a week. You're not you home kidding? twice a week. I know. I really, I enjoy, I love having sex with them. I just don't have the urge. Are you on medication? What? You on medication? No, it's not any medication. I'm on birth control. Pill what pill are you on? I'm on um, Loestrin. When did that start? Um, maybe like a year ago. Sometimes that can drop your your sex drive. Oh, really? Yes. Compared to, I was on trinormal for many a years. Absolutely. The triphasic actually increase your sex drive. Yeah, but let me tell you what's so going Jennifer, on. Really? Absolutely. No, 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 this is biological. No, it's not. Yes. Let me explain what's going on. After four years, all of a sudden a drop-off, it five, just happens to go. Five, it, it five was, years. It was slow before. Yeah. I didn't really attribute it specifically. Hey, Jennifer, remember when you were a kid? Yeah. And, and you'd go over to some other kid's house mm -hmm. to play? Mm -hmm. You're like nine, and you open the closet. Yeah. And there'd be the closet would be like packed full of toys. Like oh yeah. Good toys. Uh huh. Cool stuff. Oh yeah, when it was stuff new. you never had. Yeah. And you look at those toys and you'd yeah, go, "Are you ten or twenty-seven? Shut the hell up, Drew! I'm bringing her back to when she was nine. No, and you're bringing her back to when we were first dating. All right. Now you open that closet and you look at all those toys and you go. Holy mackerel, or as Drew would say it, holy ass. So what do I do What's now? What's going on? Would you shut up and let me finish? I'm sorry. What the hell's going on in here? Look at this. Like a, it's like a, uh, a toy factory in here. And then the, the person who lived at the house went, yeah, it's okay. And you went, what, are you crazy? And you wanted to play with all of them at once. And you said, this is the greatest thing ever. And they went, yeah, it's all right. And you said to yourself, if I lived here, I would play with each and every one of these toys each and every day. And the person went... Yeah, I did that a year ago too, but uh, it's been a while. That's what's going on. So with what you. do I do? What do you do when you want to be in a long-term relationship? First of all, you go back on your triphasic pill. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I have to do a good with idea. My toy analogy. Uh, secondly, you look at the relationship and try to reestablish the intimacy because that's where the passion lies. That's where you sustain relationships. <clears throat> you hear the voice crack on the yeah, passion there. Yeah. And many was lying. Is that what I was that getting ready to say the uh, BS word uh, again. Hey, but Drew, don't don't you think don't you think that people just expect a little too much out of a relationship sexually maybe. as mm -hmm. the years mm -hmm. wear on? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, you're supposed to have uh, sex, and uh, yeah, you can enjoy yourself. But you know that whole thing where your toes curl and your eyes roll back. I don't yeah. know. It, it, that's a mixed bag. I think sometimes people expect too little because they don't plan for that. Well, let me ask. And so when it well, dies out completely, they're like, oh, oh well. And here, in all seriousness, here's my theory, and, I, and maybe I'm just jaded, and maybe I'm just a pig, but what goes that say? Shush up. Yeah, I think that sometimes uh, maybe women read a little too much Cosmo, and guys watch a little too much of the uh, Spice Channel. But I think people think that five, eight, ten years in a relationship. You're supposed to come home from work and rip your tie off and do your wife right out there in the hall. And I've never been in a relationship where that sort of activity lasted much past uh, the six-month mark. It then would slide into a sexual thing, and everyone enjoyed themselves. But it wasn't that, uh, oh, my God, I, you know, um, I'm... you. I think people think they're missing something, but I think that's just what it settles into. Right. I mean, what other aspect of life... Do you not settle into a mark? Like, uh, I mean, yeah, I but, was, but, 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 shut up, I'm, I'm on a roll here, Drew. Scott is my witness. I wanted to get in the radio for 10 years, and, and in the first uh, week and a half I showed up to this job, I thought this is the greatest thing ever. Now I've been here uh, over two years, and I like my job. 
and I like the people I work with, and I realize it's a good gig. But I'm not driving to work with a boner every night. It's just a good gig, and I come here, and I try my best, and it's all right, and then I go home. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Don't people do that in every aspect of their life when there's a car you've been looking at for years and you yes, finally get yes. it? How excited are you yes, to go out and jump certain, in it after two years? To a certain years? extent, yes. But I think with relationships, people don't. Mm. They they don't. Now you know I'm right. Well, no, you're right. In, but but what? I mean, you don't have a car for twenty or thirty years. I mean, it'll be impossible to stay excited about a car that long. Colombo had a car for that but long. But you know what I'm saying. And yeah. so in a relationship, there has to be something that really rekindles constantly in your relationship. It has to, that, that's what passion is. Yeah. And people have to learn how to pick that out in a relationship. Well, you have passion for your job, yet you beg me uh, to finish up the show so you can go home four minutes early every night. That's right. Okay. But, but but I still am. But it, it, I, this You're gets still passionate start. about. I've been this. here 15 years, you know, and in 15 years, I still feel connected with this. I think it's important. I want to do it. It, it, amazingly, 15 years. What is that? Yeah, but you wouldn't kill yourself if I gave you the rest of the week off. No. All right. This is the same thing that couples get into sexually. Doesn't mean you're out looking for uh, other gigs. Doesn't mean you don't like this gig. It's just this is what happens. Things. Do you hear what I'm saying? Things level off. Now, you're saying Anne, what Anne, I'm saying. Anne. Now, Anne agrees with me for a change. As much as she doesn't want to, as much as that hurts her. It's right. Why? I think it becomes deeper. There becomes more meaning in your passion rather than just rip off your clothes See, and run upstairs. But why should your sexuality or your sexual relationship with your partner be any different than any other aspect of your life which settles in it settle, it does to settle a in, but, certain level? But, but, it, but its plateau, amazingly, is self-sustaining. That's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't continue to, to, tr to trickle down. Mm, it does a it little should, bit. It plateaus, really, for mm. a long time. If she can keep the weight off, yeah. Oh, Adam. <laughs> Holly. Hello. Uh -oh. Now the girls, I got a puss on in there. You're 26. Right. What's going on? Um, I've been married for eight years, and when I first got married, I fooled around on my husband, mm. and why? we had a baby. You were 16 then, or something, right? 18. I was, I was 18 when I got married. Yeah. Why? Why did you get married so young? Um, I fell in love. But <laughs> how much love could you have been if you messed around <laughs> on your husband? Well, I think that was just because I was so insecure about our relationship afterwards. After, so just, after just getting married? Yeah. We well, um, we we moved away from my family like mm. a few thousand miles, uh, and I didn't have any friends or anything. And I just see, I had had lots of sexual partners, and my husband had only had one person one time before me, and I thought maybe he was just marrying me to have sex. No. So you figure let's just twist that knife just a little more. <laughs> no. Honey, uh, no. bad news and bad news. Not only did I bang thirty more people than you ever did uh, before we got married, but I just added one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did he ever find out? No, that's what I, my question was. Genius. We just had a baby, and I was wondering if maybe I should tell him, get, no. get everything Why? straight. Why no. not tell him? No. I mean, cause I didn't think I should. Listen, you got to treat your husband like the IRS. You really do. People got to treat uh, their partners like uh, the Internal Revenue. Uh, Which is wait. what? I don't pay them, so no. Wait a minute. What's the S for? <laughs> Internal service. revenue service. Service, huh? I was one of the agency or something in there. Point is, is uh, you know, uh, you don't go back and tell them, hey, uh, you know, back in 87, I fudged a few numbers. Look, you got away with it, fine. Don't do it again. Maybe you're worried about getting caught. Maybe you feel guilty. You still don't go back and tell them. Okay. You are going to screw this guy up if you tell him. 
That's just to, to alleviate your own guilt. Yeah, uh, and I Betty, don't you should use that as that reason. Yeah, and Betty should use that guilt as a way of motivating yourself not to do this sort oh, of thing again, to be extra <laughs> nice to the guy. And You're not? And you never did yourself on behalf of the child and let it be. You, you never did after that? No, uh-uh. That's part of your It was past. a couple times in the beginning. I was Ooh. working at a hotel. and oh. so. A couple different? Uh, when you yeah. say working at a hotel. No, I, was, <laughs> I was a desk clerk at a hotel. Uh, I see. You're actually employed by the hotel. And... I see. Yeah. Um, right. uh, a couple different guys. Yeah. Oh, um, boy. But I haven't done it since. It's been right. over seven years. Well, and... This is why you shouldn't get married at 18. I least. agree. I wouldn't have if I'd known then. But, I mean, All right. things happen. All right. God bless you. Um Women can cheat at any any time they want, guys. Understand that. Uh, do not cross women. They'll go out and cheat. As a matter of fact, if you tell your woman, "Hey, uh, you know, I cheated uh, last week," uh, she'll she she'll go, um, "Oh, you did? Yeah, it was uh, with one of your friends." Oh, is that true? Uh, hold on a second. <clears throat> she'll walk out of the front door and walk back twenty minutes. I just got like, "What? I'm not done with my story." Yeah, I just banged the gardener. Really? Yeah, the guy, uh, coincidentally, had a boner. He banged me around a lot. Christ almighty. You know how many drinks I had to buy your friend before I even got her phone number? Yes. Women can do this. And women who work at hotels. Are you kidding? Bunch of uh, drunken business guys coming in every night? Oh, forget it. Okay. So what have we learned here? Don't get married at 18. Uh, Drew likes to use the S word. And uh, Drew's always right. There it was. You worked out cars. All right. Phone number 1 800 LVE 191. Fax number 310 854 Joe Esterhouse is the guy we're going to have on in here in a week or two. And uh, I was trying to think, we're trying to think of a couple of the movies uh, that he did. Uh, Flashdance. That was probably uh, one of the big ones. Uh, Fist. Which uh, probably wasn't uh, the big ones, although I rented that uh, last weekend. No, 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 no. Sylvester no. Stallone was not in that one. Ah. Uh, Jagged Edge. Remember that one? Yeah. Hearts of that Fire. Jagged Edge was a great film. Big Shots. What the hell was that one? Betrayed. Checking Out. What the uh, hell was that? Corey Haim and Corey Feldspar and Corey uh, Stevens and Corey Hart and <laughs> Corey Nary. Uh, music box, basic instinct. Ah, there you go. Uh, showgirls, yes. Oh, and Jade. You remember Jade? No. Jade was the one with, uh, Mancuso. Russo. The red-haired guy who quit, uh, that had everybody in it. Yeah, uh, David Caruso. Remember? That was the movie. <laughs> I don't know why I look at Drew. I'm gonna look at Ann. When he quit, uh, NYPD Blue, that was his big movie. Mm. That he went to, right. and it turned out to be this big budget flop. Wasn't um, uh, oh, Linda Fiorentino? Uh, no, this is uh, what the uh, hell else is his name? Talk to when he gets here. Yeah, the guy and uh, Nicholas Cage, I think, was in that. Oh. All right. Anyway, one night stand, huh? Anyway, Burn Hollywood Burn is the uh, new one he's doing. It's supposed to be pretty cool. Cindy. Yes. Wait a minute. You want to talk to Cindy? Sure, real quick. What this about Samantha? We'll do Samantha next. Go ahead. Say right. what's up. Hello. Hi. Hey. All right. How are you? Goody. Um, Adam, I think you're cool. Thank you. And uh, Dr. Drew, yeah. that guy was an asshole. <laughs> anyway, um, I was telling the woman that uh, what do you say to a seven-year-old who has a semi? <laughs> How come Cindy sounds like an old prospector? 
<laughs> uh, do I? Well, thank you. Do you have a mule in your living room right now named Happy? Uh, no, not right now. <laughs> hey, that's pretty go good. Around the corner and get one. Yeah, but you smoke cigarettes, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what he's picking up on. Oh, I'm doing that um, Demi Moore thing. You're a couple packs a day. Oh, no. No? No, probably about a pack. All right. Yeah. Anyway, um, you don't do anything. It's just like anything else naturally does. You react when he peepees or when he, you know, he shows you anything else that's part of his natural. What, what do you want to do? Uh, hit it with a. Uh, are, are you, Slam it with the toilet. Are you reacting to me having said don't sexualize a child? No, no, no. I was just. Well, I've been trying to get a hold of you guys for a couple months now. No, it's just normal for them. It's normal for them to show it to you. Uh, one and, hell it, of an it erection. Is, it, it, it just use. That's nice. You know. Well, just, I think what brought it up was a friend of mine has a twelve-year-old. Yeah. And they were sitting there watching TV, and all of a sudden he got a semi, and he's freaked out. Uh, it's and, a little bit different at a 12-year-old. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, and so his mother told him to go take a shower. Was What was he busy? Why was he showing it to his mother? Uh, he didn't know what to do. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Uh, was this the 12-year-old that got the erection? Right. He didn't know what to do? Right. Mm, so he asked his mother, and his mother asked me. I'm like, why the hell are you asking me? Mine's only seven. <laughs> There's something wrong there. Yeah. 12-year-old, it's a different thing. Where's Papa, Cindy? Oh, he's home sleeping. I'm at work. How about the 12-year-old's Papa? Oh, um, he works nights, too. Oh, really? Yeah, he's there. Yeah, he is. A... Where are you working? Where am I working? <laughs> I work on the night manager for a alcohol warehouse. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's got its benefits. Yeah, but I don't drink, so. Yeah. How long you been drunk? How long you been off the booze? Uh, about six years. All right. Congratulations. <laughs> Keep Thanks. it up. All right, be good to that kid of yours. Well, what do I tell him, Dr. Drew? When he has an erection? Yeah, I that's, mean... That's nice. Well, my husband doesn't think that it's right to masturbate. Well, the kid's seven. Well, he's I He's not know, masturbating. But... He's just he's just walking with an erection. Yeah. Normal for a seven-year-old. No, I mean, you know, God knows if I'll ever get through again. So, look, you know, look. what do I tell him when he's 12 or 13? He's not going to talk to you about it when he's 12 or 13. No? You talk no. to him... Talk to them gently about sexuality between the ages of 8 and 12. After that, they tend to go to their peers. No. If you don't talk to them between, between the ages of 8 and 12, you've really lost any potential of developing a discussion about this stuff. But, again, don't push the sexual aspects. Just just satisfy their curiosity. Just explain things. Don't worry. By 13, he'll be taking those marathon showers where the uh, water seems to flow in an uninterrupted fashion but, but the key well, he's on the toilet but the key on this you know how many five, six billions of gallons of water do you think uh, teenage boys have wasted masturbating in the bathroom just a fascinating number to I'd like to, to look into that this. that was never my mo by the way never bathroom guy all right but the five six seven year old just just don't let them feel in any way bad i need about to sniff my pillow function. you know don't shame them about that thank you samantha Hi, guys. You're 14, you little nibbler. <laughs> yes. When did we talk to you last? Well, uh, last time you guys talked to me was about uh, late uh, December or early January. Ah, uh, remember you well. You yes. No. And I want to say thank you guys so much. What did we do? Uh, I was bulimic, and uh, I was having the sharp stomach. Oh, I remember you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You do? And um, I hung remember, on. Remember, I, I kept telling her yesterday, she kept... Asking, but why? Why am I having the stomach pains? Uh huh. Uh -huh. Mm, we had another. Uh, oh, we had a bleeding stomach question a week ago. Yes, this yeah. was different. That was a little different. This yeah. was why am I having the pain? I explained, and she go, okay, but why am I having the pain? <laughs> so what happened? You get treated? No, um, but I quit on my own because I realized that if I keep doing this, all I'm going to end up doing is being uh, super thin, uh, living my life in pain, uh, living my life of. 
the real the, the, the real truth is, Samantha, if you keep doing that, you are not living your life. You're dead. Exactly. That's exactly. the real. The How often were you, were you throwing up in your prime? Uh, sometimes every time I'd eat. Um, and Ooh. it got really scary to is the point. Two, three uh, times a day? No, no, I just eat once a day. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what she's believing. Well, I don't know. I, I thought maybe you binged and then you, no, you threw I'm, up. No, I'm sorry. I should have been more clear. No, that's all right. It's usually bulimia and anorexia together. I see. Um, but I have quit that completely. I've hung on to every word you guys said. Right. Um, I have not done it since uh, January 10th. Uh-huh. I have not done it since. I'm never going to do it again. Oh, that's good. So what are you doing now? I'm still working. Still working, doing school. Mm-hmm. Hey, you sound uh, quite mature for a 14-year-old. You know, you also, I, I do remember your call, and you sound a heck of a lot less depressed. Oh, So I'm, what's going on that's made you less depressed? Oh, oh, believe me, if you've never had an eating disorder, you don't know, it, it just... Oh, I've had an eating disorder. Uh, you have? Really? Yeah, my mom made, made me eat weeds when <laughs> I was uh, nine. Oh, well, when you're bulimic, it just takes every ounce of happiness right out of your body. I mean, for any girl that's listening right now, if you ever decide to have an eating disorder... It's like if you're having PMS and uh, your stomach cramps are really bad, it's like that 24 hours a day. Mm. There's never a break, and you're never happy. What else is happening that's helping you be happy right now? Uh, I want to uh, turn my life into something uh, more than just like a 15-year-old pregnant. Yeah, but wh what um, you, where are you having success with that? What's happening? Uh, I'm working on uh, my business. I'm looking to uh, writing, start writing. Um, what business? The dog grooming. Oh, your dog groomer? Uh-huh, and obedience trainer. Oh, what city do you live in? <laughs> Colorado. Oh, man. Mm. You can send the dog out there. I'd like to fly out. I'll raise you in the basement with my pot. Yeah. You'll be happy. Yeah, how's I'll she doing? Put some newspaper down for you. <laughs> She's doing good. She's, uh... She uh, started eating uh, uh, my fireplace uh, oh. utensils. There, I, I thought to myself, uh, for Christ's sake, honey, you're eating uh, now things made out of wrought iron. Oh, they'll go through that. I have uh, four of them. Uh, uh, <laughs> the dog's absolutely insane. Good oh. dog. It's starting to smell a lot. I've only had cats. The cats, cats would always clean themselves. Mm. Apparently, these dogs, I got to hose them down or something once in a while, right? Um, let me uh, give you a quick tip, though. Yeah. Uh, for your puppy, um, if you do, if she gets in the mud or anything, don't bathe her more than once a week. Are you uh, kidding? Uh, the dog's been rolling his own feces. I haven't had as much taken a nap. Adam rolls in his feces week. and gives the bath once a week to himself. <laughs> You're talking about a guy who uh, has been wearing the same pair of socks oh. for four days. Oh, that's true, though. The Humane Society is going to come to my house and take the dog away. <laughs> not, not because of the dog, because of me. Oh boy! All right, so uh, what? Uh, give me a quick, uh, give me a quick obedience thing with the dog. Uh, be persistent. Uh, use uh, one solid word when you want to mm -hmm. say no. Don't say please. Don't do that. Don't change your word words around. If you mm -hmm. want to say no, mm -hmm. use no every time. The dog's German. Should I use uh, Max Schnell? <laughs> no, just use something that uh, you're going to feel comfortable with in your everyday life. So it's not something you have to think about. Yeah, it comes very natural. Uh, be firm. Don't give up. Yeah, I'm tough on her. When, uh, if you want to hurt, uh, leash trained. Uh-huh. Uh, this is great tips. I do this every day. If, you know, start walking around in your backyard, if she heads off in one direction. Yank. 
turn, no, turn right around yeah. and ignore her. Just pretend that she's not there. Walk the other direction. But with the leash on. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they get yanked around pretty hard when you do that. You need a choke chain when you do that, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I trained, I, when I was, when I was in my college, I, I took a dog through obedience school. You did? Uh, every, twice a week for like three months. I mean, that, what are you doing during the days? Why don't you swing by the pad and uh, we'll go crap the dog a little bit? You couldn't do that? Nope. Okay. That was a good dog. Yeah, I, I have chose one word. It's, uh, hey, 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 come, hey, come on. That's, uh, that's my command. All right, we'll be back. Say howdy or howdy. Phone number for Loveline. Oh, forget about it. Let's just get back to some of these calls. That's what I'm about. I'm about the calls. Chad. Hey. You're 18. What's up with you? Not much. Uh, all right. I've been going out with my girlfriend for about eight months now, and uh, lately I feel my I don't feel like I really want to be with her as much. And little things that she does that never used to bother me really starting to bother me now. Uh-huh. And I don't know if I have a problem or if she has a problem. But, so I'm pretty is she acting any differently? No. I, no. So it's you. Just things, yeah, just things that I'm noticing are just mm-hmm. starting to really annoy You're me. building a case. Yeah. You're starting to build that case. Exactly. This is for the inevitable breakup. Really? We've yeah. broken up twice already, but it's, I've... <laughs> you broke up twice in eight months? Twice, no, twice in about the span of two weeks. Oh. And uh, well, I now you're really... You're really um, that's positioning it. for the real breakup. You're, you're, yeah. you're distancing you're yourself from for that real yeah. for the full I, time. I, I mean, I try breaking to... up's like quitting cigarettes. Yeah, you, know, you quit three or four times and then you really quit. Okay, I just I I lowered the depth and everything, but I don't know what I could yeah. do. I tried oh. I tried like to. I mean, I can't change my feelings or anything. Yeah, right. and I tried. I'd, I'd be with her. I try to make her happy. And Is there anybody else? No. Huh? No. No. Huh? No. No. Not yet. Are you going to school or anything? Um, actually, I'm going to Florida in the summer. You're yeah. 18. You see, your name is Chad. Your name Chad. You need to be single for a few years. Full exploit <laughs> your name, Chad. But I think you're also you're also. But chicks ready. like you, right, Chad? Yeah. Yeah. See, guys uh, who are 18, when chicks don't like them, they don't really toy with the idea of breaking up the good-looking chicks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's beautiful and everything. I just I don't know. I don't understand. My That's problem. right. She's perfect. She loves me and everything. But you know, there's other women who who would like you too. Problem. I, You'll yeah. know what the problem is when you're out of this relationship a few months. Mm-hmm. And you would look back and go, Ooh, oh, yeah, I didn't like this, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. When you're in it, it's hard to see what's really going on sometimes. Mm-hmm. Should we have a radio show here? No, I was thinking, uh, I wish chicks liked me uh, now, like they like me now when I was, uh, you know, 19, 20, So you, you and I had this, uh, the, whole, the, the same owner's 30. experience of having had miserable 14 to 21. Miserable, wretched. Yeah, wretched. horrible. What yeah. do you mean horrible? You're getting laid the whole time. You're going down to Chinatown. You came here last week, uh, round eye. Me out of condom. We don't have no condom. You break bank last time. You f but, like rabbit. But let look. <laughs> we were not happy, right? <laughs> No, I wasn't happy, but you know, the, screw you. You had a dog. You had a, uh, a cool car you drove around in. You had yourself a girlfriend. Listen, that's your own fault. Right. I was that's miserable. A pathetic I had no car. I had no dog. I had no girlfriend. And, and I, I, I miserable was miserable for a reason. You have no excuse, Drew. That's even. Isn't that more uh, upsetting? 
I don't know. She like feel sorry for Leona Helmsley because uh, her house was too big and she uh, got lost. Uh. Please, Jackie. That just proves that you can be miserable anytime. Yes. At least I had something to strive for. I, I didn't know that Drew had a husky when he was 18. What's going on, Jackie? All right. I want uh, a dog my whole life. Hi, Adam. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Drew. Jackie. Um, okay, I need you guys' opinion about some stuff. Yeah, what's going on? Let's see. I'm 27, and when I was younger, I got molested by my brothers. Your brothers? My brothers, yes. How old were you? My stepbrothers. Um, uh. I think it was like 9 till... The whole thing ended at about 13 and 14 years old. And how old were they? Um, one just, the oldest one just turned 18 when the whole thing broke out, and the whole, I remember the whole thing was about that, you know? No. This it came to the family's attention? Huh? It, did this come to light in the family? For the family? Yes, exactly. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm okay, so now, glad I wasn't there. This is the problem, okay? Now I'm older, and. I have my own daughter, so mm -hmm. I'm having, like, some hard problems with yeah. the whole thing. Do you have my a husband? Yes, I'm married. Mm -hmm. My stepbrothers have been out of my picture since since I was that old. Since I was 14, my parents got divorced. It was my stepdad <sighs> and my mom. Oh, wait. Now, let me just uh, relive some of your painful past here. How many stepbrothers? Two or three? Two. Two of them. And you, when did you hook up with them? I and mean, how old were you when the families got together? Um, I was just... I was just born. I guess my mom and my stepfather oh, okay. got married when I was six months old, and the brothers lived in Massachusetts, and they came back each uh -huh. summer. Uh -huh. And so I really don't know how old I was, but I know I was very young. Because you know? if they'd been around since you were born, probably nothing would have happened, right, Drew? Mm, not if one of them had been sexually abused by an adult. Then... Well, the biggest thing is that they didn't live at my, my house. Right. They lived in Massachusetts, and, and they came out for the summers right. and stuff. Right. And how much older? Uh, one right. of them was like four years older, and the other one was? I guess so, yeah. And what was the other one? He was two years younger than the oldest one. I don't know. I don't a couple right, years right, older. All right, what's the question? Anyways, this is well, I'm just problem. trying to figure out what, logistically what the hell went on here. Okay, this is my problem. Here. Oh, boy. So that was my stepfather with his two kids when i was 14 they got split up whatever you know i haven't seen my stepbrother since then i see my stepfather over here and there but my mom got remarried when i was 15 mm. now check this out <laughs> she got remarried to when she was with my stepdad mm. they were going to marriage counseling she married him the counselor Yes. Oh, yeah. that stuff I hate. Okay, so that's one. That, those people should be stress. strung up. Because, that, the, but really, those. Hold on, my dad's a counselor. Yeah, but he's a good one, and that is the very kind of issue that people need to be able to trust a counselor won't violate. Oh, oh. totally. I mean, this whole thing is just so. Anyway, right. okay. and it's always the craziest patients getting the craziest counselors to do this stuff. Here's what I want you to do, Jackie. Next wait, wait, time, wait. listen to me. I have more. Listen to me. Next time you see your mom. Yeah. I want you to tell her um, how uh, nice the new carpet feels. And when she bends down to uh, touch it, I want you to take a lamp and go uh, upside her head with it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, see, that's, that's why... I, okay, watch. <sighs> Anyways, that's one strike mm. against this guy, right? Also, okay, I don't know. I, I got out of the house when I was 17, and yes, I followed the Grateful Dead for a couple of years, whatever. Yeah. And then I got my life together, and... Bro. I went to school and everything, and I got my nursing license, and I've been with my husband. We've been married for two years, and I was with him for ten before that. Is your husband wow. an alcoholic? 
<laughs> no, but he's a pot smoker. Okay, he's a marijuana addict. Because you're, you're a classic codependent. Well, that's where you get into nursing. Exactly. <laughs> no one else would get into nursing. They'd take a look, one look at that hospital and go, are you nuts? All right, you guys. All right. Well, but you are, you are, you're going to have to deal with that eventually, too. Okay. Yeah. So what's uh, what's up now? Okay, well, since I've had my my kids, I've got um, my daughter just turned four on Saturday, mm -hmm. and since I don't know the last two years, my mom, my stepfather, this man has been I don't know. First, he would be calling my house to talk to her, and he's never been married, never had kids, and all this stuff. He's kind of a really weird dude to me. The counselor guy. Yeah. Yeah. This guy that didn't even raise me got into my life when I was fifteen years old. Okay. Mm -hmm. And. Now my mom's married to him, and she's been for for quite a few years, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just this whole family tension, and I, I go through this thing with my mom, and... All right, but hold on a second. Let me ask you something, Jackie. All right. All right, and Drew, quiet down for a second here. Maybe this step, uh, this new stepdaddy, yeah. maybe he's not the world's worst guy. I mean, he's been with your mom for uh, 10, 12 years now. Uh, you moved out of the house because of damage that was done from a previous stepfather yeah. and a and an absent daddy. I understand that you have feelings toward men uh, that are um, um, uh, tenuous at uh, at best. But maybe this guy's an all right guy. Maybe he's uh, reaching out to you a little bit. But there's been lots of weird things with this guy, though. Like what? Like bad well, sweaters. When I was about eighteen or nineteen or whatever, I lived at my mom's house and, and on the couch for a little bit. I wake up in the middle of the night and he's standing there naked. Well, okay? oh, God's well, sake. Okay. standing there naked. I mean, yeah. he's standing there staring at me, and I scream and I, and then like sometimes I wake up and he's sitting at the kitchen table naked, whatever. You know, he's been mm. raised his own way. Well, after I, a night I, of standing around naked, you do get hungry. Uh, being raised your own way doesn't include uh, violating. Other people. Not like that, you know. Yeah, uh, Jackie, that has nothing to do with how he's raised. He is, right, a, right. he is a that, messed up guy. And listen, your your mom is uh, some kind of uh, okay, lint me, trap of life. I mean, she's. Me Oh. about my mother, okay? I like that lint trap. My father, this man that I, I felt very close to, you know, and he just died in December. And after he passed away, I finally asked a couple questions about stuff like when I was first born. Mm -hmm. And I found out my mom was in a hospital for a little while. Psychiatric <laughs> and, hospital. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. All this stuff. So anyway, so things keep going on with my daughter and... This man seems to keep pushing the issue. My mom kept pushing it, like, can he come pick her up for ice cream? No. Can he, can he come over? No. And Under no home. circumstances. See, and then... Oh, Andrew, don't sugarcoat it. What do you think? And then now I'm, like, totally... I don't know, you guys. No. So totally confused. I mean... What's so confusing? No. This is what I want to ask you guys. I feel like I've dealt with my molestation. Okay, yes, hello, I was... You know, abused as a child and stuff, and I try to take it as a learning experience. And no, Jack. And my, mom, no, no. my mother is telling me that. Uh, let me tell you, uh, petting the neighbor's dog and having a snap at you is a learning experience. You understand? Having uh, um, Bobby and uh, Pete uh, work you over for five years um, during your adolescence it's is, is soul murder. Wouldn't really look at it as a learning experience. No. I mean, you God know, bless you for trying. My weird feelings about this guy around my daughter. All right, is good. Not just because good instinct. No. Hey, why can't you hear? Uh, am I? Uh, can you hear me? Okay, I'm listening. Talk, okay. okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Your I'm instincts ready. are valid. You keep him away from her. Okay, thank you. All right, Jackie. Yeah. Are you in counseling uh, right now? No. Get back in. Get back maybe, in. Maybe go some Alan on. Please me. get in. There's more work that needs to be done. Right, okay. you, you're victimized. 
we understand that. That's a horrible situation. But we can hear it in your voice. There's more work that needs to be done. Okay? Okay, my mom's, like, ready to disown me. Well, forget, fine. forget you. You should have your mom. mom a long time oh, ago. Oh, the greatest thing in the world would be if your mom had, had, had the decency to disown you about 25 years ago. Oh, oh it's pathetic. And now Jackie's got a four-year-old. Mm. Oh, did you hear that monologue she had going, too? <laughs> Drew shouted no 15 times. Drew yelled, yelled no. Uh, um, actually, he yelled no so loud, uh, one of the uh, neighboring apartment buildings, the studio, called up and told, told him to keep it down. <laughs> I'm in a soundproof room. Mike Slamo is pissed off now. <laughs> a little inside love line humor. Oh, boy. Oh, that mama. Oh, Jackie's mama. Oh, Drew, please. Oh, kids. oh the humanity. Stop. Uh, no more kids, Jackie. Please. Please. Oh, learning experience. All right. Um, I'm going to go um, um, sit in a body of water and shiver and yell, I can't get clean, for about uh, four minutes, and then I'll tail off and come back. Dr. Drew. And Adam Carolla. Welcome back to Loveline on 98KUPD. Hey. Hey, pull up that song, uh, Delilah. I'm telling you, that's what this song sounds like. I'll sing it in a minute. All right, Dr. Drew's, uh, I don't know where Drew is, but we're going to do a little game we call Adam Reads the Screen and uh, dedicates nine seconds to each caller. Michelle. Hi. She likes a guy. He likes her. No one will make the first move. I am now going to empower you by saying, uh, go make the first move. You're young. I don't even remember what the hell I was thinking about when I was 18, but I wish I'd made the first move a thousand times, and I can never relive that time in my life. Go ahead. Carpe diem. Seize the day. Call us back if there's a problem, and I'll set you up with one of our stone listeners. Now, Tara. Tara's 18. Boyfriend throws up his food. It just comes up. Tara. Yeah. 50, uh, you're, sorry, you're 18. Yeah, um, my boyfriend vomits probably half the food that he eats. Mm -hmm. He's not bulimic. All right, tell him to cut his intake in half. Jeff, who's 21, seems to analyze all the women he meets, prevents relationships with women. That's true. Yeah, it's, you, kind, of a, it's yeah. kind of a pain because I, I feel like I'm Dr. Drew. I mean, yeah. I just end up picking them apart. Yeah, I used to do that, too. It's a defense mechanism. You're doing it to keep yourself out of a relationship, Jeff. Great. You understand? Uh, kind of. Humans are human. Everyone's poop smells. People are flawed. Great. Do not talk yourself out of each relationship by picking all the flaws in the person. Kick the tires once and then hop in and take it down the coast. That's what I say, Jeff. Great. Thanks a lot. Fantastic. All right. We're plumb out of show. Yes. Hey, we should do the entire show that way. I think what, I screwed up a bulimia call, but who cares? So until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew and the entire Loveline family saying mm -hmm. mahalo. Mm -hmm. This has been Love Line.